You're listening to the Take Your Shop podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers looking to grow and scale their business. I'm your host, Hallie Heather, and my goal is for you to walk away feeling empowered and inspired as you continue to build a business that you're passionate about and that serves both you and your clients well. So whether you're operating as a side hustle or you're looking for tips and tricks on how to improve and scale your business, you, my friend, are in the right place. You don't have to figure it all out on your own, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. You guys, I'm so excited because today I've got Lorianne from Profit Priority talking with us today and we're going to go all into details about bookkeeping, what that looks like, and it is going to be super insightful, especially as we're in the beginning of the year. It's Q1 and we're really just evaluating our finances from the previous year and setting yourself up for success in the year to come. So you're not going to want to miss this. It's a great opportunity to just dive into this. And Lorianne, I'm so happy you're here. Do you want to just like take the floor and take a minute to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I love doing podcast interviews. But yes, like she said, my name is Lorianne Kuntz. I am the owner of Profit Priority. We mainly serve female entrepreneurs and we serve a ton of photographers. And our whole mission and goal is to really break down and take out the ick of finances and numbers and bookkeeping and make it into an easy, understandable way and really like combined your personal goals and your business goals. And we do that through done for you bookkeeping. We do that through some advisory services. And then also we help DIYers too. So we want to be able to meet you where you're at, but we want to make sure that you don't feel like overwhelmed and anxious about finances. And just like I said, break it down a little bit. A little bit about me. I am a mom of two little kids. We live in Ohio and I started... Let's see. I started my business about three and a half years ago, but before then I started, like, I always knew I was wanting to do something in finances and my parents had businesses and I really saw the importance of finances and how it really shapes how the business grows, how quickly the business can grow and how quickly a business can crash and burn. So of course I was like, I'm going to do tax accounting like that. You go be a CPA, you do taxes. That's like what you do whenever you like finances and numbers really. Fast forward, I started with my first firm, went through my first tax season, and I just really quickly was like, this is not it, like not going to happen. I saw a lot of business owners and people come into the firm that wasn't doing their bookkeeping, wasn't understanding what was going on. They didn't know if they were making money, if they were losing money. We would roughly put things together enough for taxes, but it was a slop job to be honest. Like It, it worked for taxes, but it didn't really give any insight to the business owner. And I really wanted to help these people grow their businesses. And by doing what we were doing, it wasn't doing that. So I quickly left that. I started working for my parents again and then started like doing bookkeeping on the side. I started doing our church's bookkeeping. I started doing other businesses' bookkeepings. And then I just kind of like fell into the creative space and fell really into the photography space. And now that's mainly who I serve. And we really just help people understand what's going on. Man, I, I love that so much, especially just like hearing your heart behind it, just working for a firm and realizing, man, like these business owners need so much more than that. And seeing yeah. that there's a gap in there and then looking for ways that you can fill that. I mean, that's so cool. And especially just coming from, a background with family and entrepreneurs, like that is huge too, just to kind of like have that support and being able to like learn from them and, and dive into that. I think it's so cool how like your story has really fed into just where you are. So <laughs> thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. 
Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. It's been really fun. I mean, I can see how God like has shaped me to like where I'm at today and really directed where I need to like be here. Cause I mean, there is a little bit of a gap in the market for creatives because it's money and finances are very scary and overwhelming. And it's like, where do I even start from? And a lot of times like people will like go try to Google stuff and it's talked like you'll find articles or podcasts and they are talking about this like foreign language and it's hard to understand. And so I, my whole goal is to not, not talk that way, not talk in terms that you don't understand, but in ways that uh, makes it easier. I love that. And, and that's exactly why I'm so excited to have you on today because like very similarly, like I've just felt called to this space too, because I also see the struggling creative. I've been the str- yeah. struggling creative and like to just take my background and, 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 and use the gifts, talents, passions that God has given me and all that to like serve this community is just so great. And so you're just so aligned with that. And I'm just so excited yeah. for our conversation today, I guess to like begin since you see, you've seen so many things, I'm sure across the spectrum, what would you say are some of the common mistakes you're seeing when it comes to bookkeeping and creative business owners? Yeah, I would say the most common one is that people are not treating their business like a business. And this goes more into just like business, how you think about your business too, because so many different ways, but like a lot of people will just start doing things on the side and as a gig and stuff. But if you're making income and making money through something, then you're, you have a business, you're bringing in revenue, you, you have expenses and I want you to understand that. And in order to do that, you need to make sure that you have good bookkeeping processes in place and make sure that you have a good understanding of what your finances are. And so the first step to do that is to have a separate bank account. And a lot of times people don't have that. And so that's another thing that I see people is they don't have the separate bank accounts and they're not keeping up with their bookkeeping. They're just letting it wait until this time of the year. And they do a whole entire years of bookkeeping at one time. And then it's just like, I don't really know what happened last March. I have no idea. And I'm just going to have to like go with whatever I think happened. And you don't know if it's accurate. You might be missing out on deductions, might be paying more in taxes, but just like guessing. And then I would say probably my final thing that I see people do is just making decisions off of what's in your bank account and just like opening your bank account, whatever the balance is there. Okay, great. I can buy a new lens or I can invest in a program or something and making that the core thing of your decisions instead of actually looking at the black and white numbers and looking at like kind of looking forward into like projections of what's going to actually be happening and using that instead is probably the better. Man, there's just so much there. (laughs) And I feel like so many people listening are probably hearing like, I don't know, raise your hand if any of those resonated with you, because I know for me, I've definitely been there at least in some sort of season. So I think, I think that's really great. And I think it's, I'm so glad that you highlighted a lot of this because I think a lot of it does come down to just maybe feeling lost in the bookkeeping process. And maybe there are some people out there who don't even know what bookkeeping even is. Would you want to just maybe let's take a step back and maybe talk through like, what does, what is bookkeeping and like, what would that look like for someone to be doing correctly? Yeah. So, I mean, the core idea of bookkeeping and I guess definition, if we looked it up on what like the dictionary said would just be like recording your income and expenses. And so you want to make sure that that's getting properly recorded. So there's multiple different ways you can do that. You can do it through a spreadsheet and that's a great option for if you're just starting out, you can start implementing a software like QuickBooks or Xero. You can hire somebody to do your bookkeeping for you. But the importance of having this done is one, it's going to obviously make tax season easier. You have to do it for the IRS. You have to have record. You have to know like what to report in your taxes. But more importantly than that, 
you need to know what your business is doing. Like you need to know if something's working or something isn't and when to make shifts and when you can make an investment and when you can buy, like I said, that new lens or whatever you might be needing. And without knowing your finances and knowing what you are profiting, what your highest expenses are, what your standard month is, without knowing your highs and lows, like just the seasonality of your business throughout the year, you're not going to really know what to do. And you're just operating blindly. It's like having a blindfold on and just like, "Eh, I think this might work. So it's important to understand that and also being able to look forward and how does it align with your business or like with your personal life too. I'm a very big, big fan of like looking at your personal finances and looking at personal goals first, because that's ultimately why, why we started our business is to be able to support our personal life. And so looking at that and knowing like, okay, I need to bring home X amount of money, or I want to do this in my personal life. How does this business support that? And then you can work backwards from there. And so whenever you have this bookkeeping and having it done and up to date and accurate, you have like good data from the past. And that's, what's going to be able to help you like look into the future and make good decisions into the future, not only for your business, but for your personal life too. And I just love how you just talked about like the importance of really focusing on what you wanted to do for your personal life, because like, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the business, caught up in these goals, big dreams, right? Like (laughs) those are important, right? But then forget the why behind it. Like, okay, you are building this business so that it can support your life, not the other way around. And I think defining that, I just did an episode recently about just like goal setting and intention setting for the year. And I think this ties in so well with that in terms of like from a financial perspective, because the numbers do matter. And when you look at your personal life and kind of the lifestyle and what you're hoping to achieve there and how you want to be spending your time, like having your business set up and streamlined, especially when it comes to bookkeeping and having those numbers in line, is going to empower you to do that stress-free without having this question at the end of the year of, was I working? Was I not? Did I make money? Can I keep living this life I want to do? I think that's so good. So really love that you just have this empowering mindset behind what you do. And I think bookkeeping is, is definitely a key that is easily missed. So I would love to talk a little bit more about like, just for those who don't have a process or maybe they're feeling overwhelmed, like, are there any like easy actionable steps that you would have for them to take or whether that's a tool or mindset or just simplifying the process? What would you say are some things you would recommend for them to start implementing or using in their business? Yeah. Oh my goodness. There's so many different ways you could go (laughs) with this um, question, but I would say with anything, find something that you understand and that's going to work for you. So like, if you don't understand it, if it's complicated, if you're like, this is a lot, then see if there's a different option for you. There's so many people that will come to me and be like, so a lot of these people, like people that they look up to uses QuickBooks or recommended QuickBooks, but they get in there and they're completely confused because like, to be honest, QuickBooks can be very confusing. And even like, I'm an accountant, I understand it. And there are certain things and I'm like, why did they do it this way? Like, this is the most confusing thing. Like I, I get it, but There's no way that other people get what's going on here. So I think finding something that works for you is the biggest thing. So whether that's just going in, using a spreadsheet, probably finding a template somewhere that you can use, put in your income and expenses, go through your business bank account or your business credit card, input everything and kind of see where you're at. And then having like a set day every month that you do this. So I do it on what is it like the first Monday of the month? So whenever that falls, it's just like a repeating calendar block in my Google calendar 
that in the afternoon when my kids are napping on that Monday, I go in and I do all of my bookkeeping. I review like kind of what worked, what didn't, what my budget ended up being. Like, did I hit numbers? Was I over budget? Was I under budget? Did I hit my sales goals? Kind of like look at what's going on and then I'm ready to go for that whole entire month. So if you do it like within the first week of the month, it's a great time, but just having that kind of block and just make it fun. Like people don't like bookkeeping numbers and I mean, I love doing it. I think it's really good if I don't keep up with it. Like I get very anxious as opposed to a lot of people like get anxious if they start doing it and like think about it, but you'll start to grow to like, be like, I need to know what's going on. And if I don't, like I said before, you're operating blindly, but if it's something that's like overwhelming, just like go to your favorite coffee shop, go watch your favorite show while you're doing it on the couch. Like it doesn't have to be a scary thing. And it will, like, I'm not going to lie. Like it's going to take some learning. So if you don't know anything about finances, if it's really hard and difficult, it will be a learning curve. But like, honestly, I'm continuing to learn in everything in life, but like even with money and finances and managing cash flows and helping like some of our higher pay, like higher earning clients, I'm still learning and things always shift and change. So it doesn't, it doesn't ever change that you're not learning. Totally. And I think, I think what you just said there really hit the nail on the head of just like, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming process and you can take it in bite-sized pieces, right? And make it fun. And it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing that you put off. I love what you said about just going to a coffee shop or making it more enjoyable just so that then when you're sitting with it, it's like not something you're dreading, but maybe you're looking forward to. And I'm sure as you complete like maybe little milestones along the way, you feel more accomplished and maybe you reward yourself. Like I, I love that. And yeah, it definitely doesn't have to be overwhelming. And <laughs> as someone who yeah. does use QuickBooks, I do think it's great, but there are like, there is a learning curve. There's and so I think just like level setting, <laughs> level setting the expectation and just going into it, like there's going to be a learning curve and that is, that is okay. We've all started somewhere. I think that's a great mindset. I guess like in terms of tools, so you alluded to QuickBooks is a little more complicated. Do you have any like systems or tools that you found to be like really simple for people who are just starting out? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I think a spreadsheet's great. I have some spreadsheets on our website that I have built specifically for creatives in mind. And I also have made them very like aesthetically pleasing. So they don't really look like spreadsheets to where they like auto-populate graphs and charts and make it fun. Like that's whole my, that's my whole goal on everything. So I have those. And I think that's a really great starting point. I think QuickBooks is great too. We also love Zero, which is another platform that we use for bookkeeping. And it does take out a lot of time of that manual entry. The issue that I have with QuickBooks when people are just starting is that there's a lot of things that can go very wrong really quickly. So things like making sure you're reconciling your accounts, like not just categorizing, but going through the reconciliation process, making sure that all of your equity accounts on the balance sheet are correct, making sure that you're not throwing something to the wrong account just because it QuickBooks guessed it. So QuickBooks guesses a lot of stuff. And so if you go through and click, 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 click your expenses or income, it's going to go wrong. I, I can guarantee that because QuickBooks will put it to the wrong vendor, the wrong customer, and they'll put it to the wrong account. And just because they think they're smarter and they're trying to help, which that's great, but they're not really. So be very careful with those couple of things inside of QuickBooks, but it does really help. But yeah, like I was saying before, the biggest thing that I would do is if you're just starting out is to try to use that spreadsheet. It's going to be a lot more simpler. There won't be that learning curve in there. Totally. And do you care if we link that in the show notes for people if they want to check it out? Oh yeah, for sure. 
Okay, cool. So if you're curious about these spreadsheets, we'll put it in the show notes. And I think that'll be a great starting point if you're just wondering how to get get going in the process. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love it. I love what we've shared so far. And I think this is a really good conversation. You talked a little bit about like visiting and looking at like your numbers, I guess, like in terms of looking at metrics, what would you say like people should be most focused on? I wonder like if people are looking at the wrong things and maybe that's where part of it goes wrong. Do you have advice on, okay, when you're looking at your numbers, here's like maybe the top things that someone should be looking at in terms of knowing their numbers and whether or not they're in a healthy spot financially. Yeah. So I would say I have four numbers that I want you to pay attention to, and that's your sales. So obviously you got to make money in your business, but that's not everything. And then also looking at your expenses. So seeing where that's at, looking at your profit, which is your sales minus expenses, and then looking at what your cash is on hand. Like how much cash do you have? How does that affect everything? And that kind of corresponds in your profit and loss, which would have that uh, sales expense and then your profit on there. So that would, that report will have that on there. And then looking at how your cash flow is working. So a lot of people don't put the two and two together. So for example, if you have a credit card and you make an investment right now, put it on the credit card, maybe you pay off your credit card every single month, which is what you should do if you have one, but you make a purchase right now it could not hit your bank account until like a month and a half from now when the due date comes with how the statements work and how the due date works. But on your profit and loss, it shows that it's hitting the day that you put it on the credit card. So that's how you record it instead of recording it when it leaves your bank account. So this month you see the expense, but the month that it hits take comes out of your bank account, Maybe you had a great month that month. Maybe your profit and loss shows that you profited a lot, had some really good sales, didn't have that many expenses, you were doing really well, but your bank account, there's no money in there. But that's because the cash flow and you were you forgot that you made a lot of big purchases a month and a half ago. So it's kind of like combining the two different things and then seeing where it works. What's your highest income stream? Why is it the highest income stream? Is that where you are spending a lot of your time? Is it like something that's like, you know what? No, I'm spending a lot of my time in this area of my business, but it's not really showing a lot of like sales and revenue. Maybe I need to shift that time to be focusing on something else. Maybe you are looking at your expenses and like, dang, those softwares, which I know for me, I actually, I literally have this sticky note on my computer. It says review subscriptions because I was looking at how much I spent last year on subscriptions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. And I need to go, go take some off. I think that we're not really using or switch them to like annual plans or something. But just seeing where your highest expense is, how it correlates with your revenue, and then looking at your profit and seeing where it's at. Is it where you want to be? Is it lower than you want to be? Is it higher than what you want to be? Can you take home what you want to be paid out of that? And then also, again, looking at that cash and seeing how it's getting managed too. Totally. Man, I feel like you just shared so much wealth of information. (laughs) I know. I And I feel like that's just, that's just seriously so good because I think a lot of people, they think like, oh, look at how many sales I've been doing. Like they just, that's the one number they're like, oh, cool. I got this money. I got this money. I got this. But they're not looking at the money going out. They're just looking at the money going in. So I really love how you just broke that down for people. I think that that really, I think is eye opening. And I'm sure that there's a lot of things that'll be revealed <laughs> as people do oh, yeah. these meetings and, and looking at that. I guess when you, I want to go back and talk a little bit more about like those check-ins you do with your business. You said you do yeah. it monthly. What does that look like? Like, do you have like a system that you go through each month or is it just you look at kind of your pain points and you just attack those problems. Like, what would you say 
your mindset is approaching to it? Like what, what exactly does that look like? Like, how do you approach it? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's a good question. So basically I will go in towards the end of the month, towards the beginning of the month, um, do all of my bookkeeping, do all of my categorizing, making sure everything reconciles, looking at everything. I will at that point, move money over to my tax savings account. Once I know what my profit is. And then basically once I get all of that, like technical stuff done, I will go through a process of looking at, okay, what, what did I hit where I wanted to be at? Did my income hit where I projected it to be at, where my expenses hit? And then I go by each category. So I have a couple, like for me, I have CFO offerings. I have done for you like monthly bookkeeping. I have digital products on there and on those things, like where, where did I hit my goals and where didn't I hit my goals? And then doing the same thing for my expenses, advertising, and marketing, software and subscriptions, wages for like all my pay, my team. How does that correlate to our income? And obviously looking at your profit too at the end of the day. So I go through and look at that. And I mean, I will sometimes do it in the middle of the month if I have time, but I really look at my cash flow more so throughout the month. I didn't as much whenever I didn't have a team and whenever I wasn't like required to like pay a ton in wages <laughs> because it's just a little bit more whenever you have that responsibility. So I have a lot more expenses going out throughout the month. So I keep more of an eye on my cash flow, and I have like a good idea of what I want my bank account to be at, like my checking account. And then if it goes over that amount, then that from there, that goes into like my business savings account. So I have a baseline. I know my highest expenses I will never like bounce this account or whatever, but I don't leave all of my money in my checking account. It will go in a business savings account. I'll move over. Like I said, at the end of the month, I'll move over for taxes. And then I also have like an emergency fund account for whenever, if there's something that comes up and I lose half of my clients and I need money to pay my team, whatever it might be, I have that money there set aside. So I go through and look at my cash management system more so throughout the month. And I look at that and a whole at the beginning of the month, whenever I'm sitting down and doing it. And I would say like that first meeting probably takes me like, I don't know, two hours or so. And then my husband and I try to sit down and like, look at our personal finances for like, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes a month. It doesn't always happen, but we try to, and really whatever the business is doing is really showing us what we can do in our personal finances and what goals we can knock out this month or what needs to be pushed off to next month or whatever, because that's really what is fluctuating. And that's the biggest, like he's a salary employee for like his company. So like his income doesn't change, mine does. And so like right now I have a base salary of what I get paid, but if I have a really good month, then I'll get a, like, I'll like give a bonus to myself or something. And so we talk through that. I love that. And when you look at giving yourself a bonus, like how do you determine what amount that would be? Because I know there's a lot of projections and things to look at. Do you have like a specific, I don't know, just like guideline for you in terms of like how much to give yourself as a bonus? Yeah, I think it, it hmm, I don't, it's not a real easy question, like answer to that question. But I, so I have like all of 2024 pretty much mapped out like what I'm bringing in, what's going out, what my profit's going to be. And for the last three years, I've been pretty much, I can get really, really close to it. So I know like in the month of, I believe it's March, I'm probably, I need to double check. I'm going to be close to be breaking even that month, if not like being in the red. 
So I know like looking forward, like, Hey, I don't want to drain my, like my business account or give myself really a bonus right now, because I know that month is going to have a lot of expenses coming up and that's okay. So like there's times where it's, if it's in the red, like it's, it's okay. But I think for me, like I know what I'm paying myself every month. And then as long as my taxes are covered and if I have my emergency fund in place, then it just comes down to, do I want to take, make any investments or do I just want to bring home that extra money into like our personal life? And it depends on yeah. if you need that money personally, or if you're like, well, I really don't need it right now. So yeah, totally. I think you answered that question. Great. And I think like for a lot of people who are listening, I know a lot of people are probably photographers and especially if you're a wedding photographer, like so many times, like people in the winter, there's just so many less mm-hmm. weddings happening, at least here in the Midwest. I know sometimes it can be flipped depending on where you're based, but there's typically like a busier season and a slower season. And I love what you were just saying about that though, is like, kind of doing these check-ins and being aware of kind of the trends from year to year can help you prepare. Like, for example, I remember one of my first times being in the photography space and doing this, like I had like over six months without a wedding. When you're just starting out, it's so easy to go such a long time. And I think when you're not looking at setting up payment structures with your your clients and having it set up in a way where you're actually figuring out a way to get paid even in those off season months. I don't like to call it off season because it's never off season, but you know, in the the less client facing months, like how do you prepare for that financially? Cause you've probably still got rent or a mortgage to pay. You probably still, you got groceries to buy. And if you don't have those, that, that client facing work happening and that income necessarily happening, like you really got to start figuring out how do you set yourself up for that? I know for me, I have my clients pay me in payments of three different times. So they'll pay 30% to book. They'll pay another 30% six months before the wedding. And the final 40% is due one month before their wedding. And that allows me to get paid even in like the winter, which is so yeah. nice. I don't have this pressure of like, what do I need to do? And and I love what you were just talking about of like now balancing your books and making sure that it's spread out evenly. That is something I'm taking away from this episode is like really looking at, okay, sure, you're still getting paid, but like, how do you make sure that it's consistent? And I love, I love that. I think what you're saying there is just so valuable. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. And I think for photographers too, I think building up your emergency fund to being like really close to six months of expenses. And that's including like paying yourself. So like whenever it's maybe the slower season, even if you are booking weddings and bringing in payments and stuff, it's going to be, it's, it will be lower than what your October or September month might be if that's your high months. And so if you have that fund built up, that's what's going to get you through to where you can still pay yourself and it's not going to hurt your personal finances to where you're still getting paid $4,000 every single month. Even if your business is not making $4,000 that month, you have it set aside and ready for it. And it's going to take a long time because you guys are on a yearly cycle of things. So like, until you get really a lot of cash coming in and you set aside, you build that emergency fund in those couple months, it's going to just take a while for you to build that up. But then once you get it built up, then it's just going to be a continual cycle. You get a lot of cash in, you might need to dip into it a little bit, and then you rebuild it back up whenever you have more higher income months. But being able to make it to where you don't have to change what you're paying yourself is going to really benefit you personally and in the long run. Totally. And, and for some of the people who are listening who maybe don't have this emergency fund that you're talking about to help pay themselves consistently, do you have like a benchmark or a way they can start thinking about it? Like, oh, I should try to try to hit this goal in terms of how much to set aside for that. Yeah, it would be like, depending on your expenses. So every business is different. Like my expenses are a lot more than what it was whenever I first started. So 
I would say between three to six months of expenses, but I would really say for photographers, I want you to be at six months. Totally. And yeah, I think, I think just even in general, having an emerging emergency fund, not only for your business, but also personal life is good. Oh, yeah. I know, I know people like Dave Ramsey talk about that and it's a big thing, but I think when you're looking at your business and how do you want to set yourself up for success in the long term? Doing something like this is, is so key. And I think a lot of people can get stressed out by the the, the lack of predictability <laughs> that comes yeah. with like client-facing work. And just uh-huh. the reality is you can't really control when people are getting married or when people are going to want to hire you. And so that's a, that's a good uh, system to have in place just as mm-hmm. a safety net. Well, okay. This has been a really good conversation. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, you have the template shop in here and then also I have a deductions guide. So it's a free deductions guide, kind of just walking you through like what tax deductions are, what you can write off in your business. I know a lot of people ask me like, Hey, is this like a deduction? Can I put it through the business? Can I put all my taxes as a like write off? So I have a guide that kind of walks you through that. And a lot of people have found it really beneficial, especially this time of the year. So I'll make sure to have that in the notes too. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I really enjoyed just getting to know you. For people who want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah. My personal Instagram is lauriannekuntz.co. And then our business Instagram is Profit Priority. And then the website is profitpriority.co. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, for those of you who listened to today's episode, take a look at those resources linked below. They're going to be super beneficial and go say hi to Lorianne. She definitely has so much expertise in this field. And if you have any questions at all or want to learn more, she's got so many resources and services to offer. And so I highly recommend taking a look at it. So thank you for listening to today's episode and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. If you found this podcast helpful or insightful, we would absolutely be honored if you could take a moment to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. If you have any friends who you think would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And lastly, we absolutely love connecting with you all on social media. You can find us using the links below in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.